welcome to the Blizzard Watch podcast. I'm your host, Matt Rossi. I may have just forgotten that I was hosting a podcast, even though we were just doing the pre-show. So that was me going, oh yeah, I should talk now. Uh, with me this week are my fantastic co-hosts, Joe Perez and Liz Harper. Um, guys, uh, since nothing is going on in World of Warcraft right now, uh, can yeah. we just do the entire show about Dragon Age, uh, the Dreadwolf? I'm glad you agree. <laughs> First, no, uh, we're, this is, of course, a joke. Uh, there's a ton of stuff going on in World of Warcraft. More stuff than I even realized, as Liz can tell you, because she sent me a whole bunch more stuff to talk about. But So we're going to talk about that stuff. I'm going to bring up the first one, because this one I had forgotten about already, because it's been that kind of month. This just happened last yeah. week. Yeah, um, yeah. Blizzard and NetEase are apparently parting ways or perhaps parting ways or somebody who knows more about business contract law could tell you contract I am not contract thing. expired and has not been renegotiated yet that's really what it boils yeah. down to that's that's really all it is except for the diablo immortal content yeah because that was a that was a that was a separate contract yeah so that's still netties and, and blizzard going at it but uh, everything else uh yeah the renegotiation has not been completed or for all for all i know it stopped i i could like, tell you i, I mean it there. it's all speculation right because yep. we're not we're not in the we're not in the the room where the deals are being yeah. made or the, on those phone calls very likely the transition of ownership is playing a part in it because that generally tends to happen and that's one of the worst things uh one of the worst times where contract negotiations actually start happening is when another company is coming in and taking ownership of uh, another company, any other contracts might be let, they might let them expire or they might have to expire in order to renegotiate them under the new banner. Um, sometimes there's clauses like that. It gets, it gets real tricky. I've been through uh, too many corporate mergers over the, the last 30 years of my professional career. Uh, and this, something like this always happens, but that's right now. Uh, it's, it's not entirely sure what's going to be happening. Liz, you, go ahead. I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I mean, this is like a terrible time for it because the contract expires in January. And of course, we are launching a Dragonflight in just a week from this recording. And that's that's rough. They're going to have so in China, they're going to have Dragonflight for a couple months. And then theoretically, it might be gone. Hearthstone is launching an expansion in December. We're getting Overwatch season two in December. And it's like, there's a lot going on that if they don't get a contract negotiated, it's just going to be cut off. And China is a massive business market. Yeah, it's a huge market. Yeah, for sure. I, a lot of people are like, um, I'm trying to think out of phrases. A lot of people are reading, I think, a little far into it. it I don't think that they're going to drop that much money. Like, they're going to do something. Somebody's going to do something. I don't think they're yeah, going to want to lose they- that segment of the market. I think they have to. They have to fix this. They can't just leave this. And yeah. even even making this announcement could be like a move to put pressure on NetEase to like, okay, you got to come to the table. Yeah, we have no idea. Um, one yeah, thing, we, we don't know. One thing that is possible just based on stuff that other companies have done is they might make an interim deal, one that it will be short term, will expire in a few months just to carry them to when the actual acquisition of Activision Blizzard by Microsoft is complete. Uh, but that's not that's not a certainty by any stretch there, of the imagination. There's also a caveat like they might they might not even renew it. They might have found a different way to distribute. That's also looking, possible. Or looking into it. So who knows? But since we talked about that, I think the next thing we should mention is the fact that as of the time we're recording this, the second twenty second of November, Diablo Immortal just got their big content update. 
they're in their next season. I think it's uh, season seven. Uh, there's something like 36 new legendary items and a bunch more server merges. So, yeah, I don't know if there was a lot of talk about that before we suddenly found out that it's happening. Yeah, um, these server merges we found out like the day of they've mentioned that there are server merges. Yeah, and I don't I don't remember them talking about this update before it released. Basically, it released today as we're recording, yeah. and they put out the post about it today. So, if nothing else, Diablo Immortals got itself a, a really quick release time on these things. You were saying this? I mean, this is the second set of server merges, and in both cases, they've announced them the same day. So that's mm -hmm. just, it's a wild timetable, and a, it's just weird that they're but I also announcing it so close. But it also doesn't really seem to affect player base, really. Like, other, like we might be thinking of it in, in incorrect terms, right? Like, it's not as disruptive as it is to, like, what we're used to with, like, WoW. Like, if WoW was to merge servers, like, that used to be an event, right? Like. Yeah that used to be a major thing potentially have days of downtime. This is a little more fluid. And we talked about this the last time we talked about like how like shards and, and uh, like sub directories and stuff like that. They, they, that they set up. It's sort of just, again, like people log in, they're not going to notice anything different really because it's using the same architecture that they already use. They're just linking it somewhere else. Well, yeah, it is very much similar to what World of Warcraft did when they would have multiple servers. They didn't merge them. They didn't suddenly move you to a new server. They just, you could now group with people on other servers and see them in the various hubs. But no, in the past, so they, in the past, WoW actually did combine servers, though. Like, Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I remember. And they used to split them, too, for that yeah. matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but in addition to the server merges, which is pretty important, there's of course the new battle pass. Season seven has its own battle pass, and we just love battle passes around here. Um, we we don't. Uh, I think I'm pretty neutral on them, and the other two here don't like them. Yeah, yeah. But I will say that I do like uh, that they brought the hungering moon back because that was a pretty cool event. So that's coming back. Uh, then there's another one, the the void wound cage. Uh, wilderness exploitation exploration task is now in, in the game as well. Uh, I don't know what that is, but the Exalted Knight is a limited time event. Also, it's got a red moon, guys. So if you played Zelda uh, Breath of the Wild, <laughs> you're like, ah, red moon, red moon, look out. Um, so there's actually a lot going on here. There's the Shields of the Hearth li a limited uh, time event. There's just, there's actually like four limited time events in this one and a, and a significant amount of new gear brought in as well. So yeah, it's a pretty big update, and then it's kind of weird that we didn't hear about any of this until like recently. Um, that that just—it's not like it's not weird. Like, and this is strange and suspicious. It's weird. Like, wow, they're they're getting their they're getting these updates out fast. Um, so yeah, uh, I also you know in World of Warcraft in. Uh, you know, other Blizzard games, we're used to having a long PTR period, a long beta period. Even in other Diablo games, we always have a long uh, lead up to new content, and they're just not doing that for Diablo Immortal. It's they're they're planning this and thinking about this in a completely different way than we've seen Blizzard do games in the past. Yep. Uh, but since we've talked about Blizzard doing stuff differently than we've seen them do in the past, uh, Overwatch Season Two is starting on December sixth, the day before my birthday. So close, Blizzard, but not quite. Um, Still can't gonna play. Be a, there's a new hero named Ramada. Uh, sorry, Ramatra? I, I don't know how to pronounce this name. I'm sorry, guys. But he looks cool, or she looks cool. Honestly, couldn't tell you the gender by looking at this character. Um, don't really know what... Uh, mm, mm, nope, nope, that does not say. 
Ah, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a he. It's his. Okay, sled his, shed his missions for a shield to protect his people. Okay, he looks kind of cool. Uh, he's like Zenyatta, actually. He's in the same. He's a Shambhala monk. He's just one who goes around hitting people with a shield, I guess. But yeah, he looks really cool. And I think it's we're going to be looking at a tank here. Uh, do you, I guess Joe can't play. Liz, you don't play, right? I yeah, I have never just gotten into. Uh, Overwatch, and it seems harder now because it's a battle pass focused game, and it's like I only have time for so many battle passes in my life, and I don't think this is going to make it. Yeah, so, I, yeah. I am absolute fiend for Overwatch lore. Oh and I've yeah. Never, I've never played the game. <laughs> like I got motion, I get so motion sick when I play it because of my eye issues. Man, but, if only there were other media that they could do use to tell their story, like I don't know, comic books or animes or. Yeah, Something. only if. Only it, if. It, seems, it seems like a game that is so designed for that kind of thing. But, but it really was. Right yeah. Now. But I mean, it's not like we've seen recently any kind of video game anime takes, <laughs> take <laughs> off and become extremely popular. Edge <laughs> <laughs> Runners, never arcade. So, I mean, yeah, I don't I mean I'm also being slightly Dragon salty Jackson. because Overwatch, Overwatch was planning to do it first. Yeah, right? like I know. we were supposed to have a yeah. comic book that never materialized. There was talk of a TV show that never materialized. Diablo was going to have a TV show that where's that now? Like the, yeah. these these IPs are ripe for it, especially now. Well, don't ever get me started on they hired Marv Wolfman to write a comic book about Lilith <laughs> a year before they did. You know the Diablo three Diablo four announcement, and I was like, it's got to be Lilith, and everyone thought I was crazy. Like, no, you don't hire Marv Wolfman and have him do a story about somebody if that character isn't going to be important. Mm-hmm. It's Marv Wolfman. And everyone was like, nah, nah, you're crazy. Like, yeah, but I was, and I am, but that's got nothing to do with it. All right. So, yeah, we've talked about Overwatch, and that's good, but we since we don't play it, we'll move on to talking about the Frostbrood Proto Worm. You've got a week to get it, guys. Uh, Six less days, than a week. actually. Less than Six a week days. at the time of this recording. Yeah, yeah. so if you're if you're listening to this, you probably have to do that right now if you haven't already. Yeah. And uh, I I have not done it. I kind of it was announced and then I sort of forgot about it. And it's like, oh yeah, I gotta I gotta go do that. And uh, I... if you are not if you are not aware to get this mount in Retail World of Warcraft, you have to load up WoW Classic and play through the Death Knight starting experience. That's it. Probably take a couple hours, and uh, there you go. New exciting dragon. See, but in that's World a of Warcraft. But that's a couple hours I could be playing. Dad of Boy or Pokemon. Uh, <laughs> okay, no, straight up. He is not Dad of Boy. Dad of Boy. That's what <laughs> no, that's... no, no, he is Dad of Boy. Boy. Yeah. You can't just call him Dad of Boy. It has to be Dad of Boy. I've seen much boy. Uh no, I mean it's it's good. It's it is something that's I good am a experience. God boy, and so are you. Now I'll is... be doing the show like this from now on. All right. Well, <laughs> good luck with, good luck with that. Pratt. Good luck with that. Crat uh, Rossi, that's me now. But no, it but is yeah, it is a good that. it is a good starting experience if somebody hasn't experienced the original Death Knight starting uh experience and it's all of its full glory and getting a, a mount out of it is not a bad exchange for a couple hours worth of your time. So it is it is worth doing if you have the inclination. And while we're on the subject of having the inclination to get mounts, let's talk about that there other mount one could be getting. The 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 felly one, the, the Feldrake. Feldrake. I am yeah. so here for this. Yes, the Feldrake is next Monday. So Monday. actually on the twenty seventh. Yeah, you um, can get that one on the twenty seventh, which 28th. is the day before. No, next Monday is the twenty seventh because next Tuesday is the twenty fifth, isn't it? No, next Tuesday no. is the twenty ninth. Seven days yeah, from today, man. Right. Launch, yeah, launch right. day is on a Monday, so that's My a brain little is, weird. But yeah. yes, 
Yeah, Our we're kind of wired. We're we're wired to think launches on Tuesdays, but this time yep. is on a Monday. I also very yeah. surprised by this. Yeah, they're doing a global simultaneous launch, so in some regions it's going to be on Tuesday, but here uh here it's it's on Monday. I'm just yeah, mad. I think in the East Coast it's at 6 p.m., so it'll be like 5 4, it'll be 4 in the afternoon where I am. I'm just mad because I won't be able to really get to sit down and play until uh, next week, Wednesday. I don't want to. Like, I'm going to take that Monday and not do anything. (laughs) I am not even going to try to log in. I'm going to let people have the first day and run amok and crash servers and just be just be crazed maniacs. And I'm going to come in on Tuesday when the rubble has a little down. I'm going to point out it hasn't been that bad for a launch. In a yeah. very long time. Because okay, I, I, maybe you second, and I had different experiences. Hold on a second. Because the server team is pretty damn amazing and they do a really good job keeping that uptime. Oh, yeah, they're doing a good job. But man, there there was for both uh, Shadowlands and Battle for Azeroth, I kept running into like one bug that would just make a quest not do anything. Yeah, but I wouldn't know if that was actually server overload related. I'm not or saying if that was it's just- super overload. It's just it kept happening. So for me, these were not good launches. And so I'm going to take the day and let people go and, and play without me. And then I'll come in the day after. Because anything that, sure. is, anything that is caught. And again, they do a great job. They catch things. Anything that is caught will usually be fixed by then. It's not. This has nothing to do with slagging on Blizzard as, as an, an operator. You no, know, no. For, for I, that matter, too. For that matter, there's always people who do that little thing called trying to deliberately crash servers because they like to do DDoS attacks on. Also true. That fun. Yeah. I just didn't want to minimize. I just didn't want to, to to you know overplay or or overstate you know how bad it's been. I wanted to make sure people people understood. Oh, we appreciate. Been pretty, it's we been appreciate pretty amazing. The yeah, it's been pretty amazing the last few expansions. Uh, I remember. I think the Legion launch was the first one that I ever really actually stopped and said nothing is happening. Like nothing's blowing up. Everything's fine. That's this is well. I mean, everything's blowing up because that's the that's what's happening. That's the expansion. But the servers seem to be staying. Uh, but this has nothing to do with the fact that Pilgrim's Bounty is, I think, right now. Yeah. And uh, they Pil- yes. And and they it ends on the twenty seventh, which would be the the the, the Sunday. Because I yeah, thought ends- yeah okay, so it ends Sunday. Both, both Pilgrim's Bounty and the WoW anniversary event. And the day before the Dragonflight launch. So y- you got stuff to do leading up yeah. to Dragonflight. If, if you, you are, to. yeah, if you are leveling alts, uh, that 18% experience buff that you get because it's the 18th anniversary is really nice. Uh, so you might want to get on, in on that while you still can, if you haven't already. Uh, also during Pilgrim's Bounty, people can get themselves the the critter shape, the uh, turkey critter shape, which if you've, if you've ever been a Night Fae, the critter shapes are the things you turn into when you run around and as in, like a ghostly animal in a rest area. Uh, critter, yeah, critter it, specifically. Yeah, and well, I mean, they also turn into like you know, they turn yeah. another thing. But yeah, yeah, but there's there's two there's two separations, right? There's the one yeah. that you can use out in the world, and then there's the critter shape, which is yeah. only usable in a rest area because you can be things like squirrels or corgis. Yeah, or in this case, a turkey. So yeah, you can have the turkey soul. You Although- can turn your soul into a turkey. I don't know why you'd want to do this. Ben Frank, if you're Benjamin Franklin playing World of Warcraft, congratulations on becoming an immortal lich who plays World of Warcraft. But also, other people might want a turkey. And if you do, you can get it Pilgrim's Bounty. All I know is Pilgrim's Bounty has given me one of my favorite screenshots that anybody has ever taken in World of Warcraft ever. And specifically, it was because you can turn yourself you can turn yourself and other people into a turkey. 
And I believe it was raids who turned Renee into a Turkey without her knowing. And she was doing <laughs> the, the Zerath quests are the Zara quests with, with where like it culminates in like you going into space and talking with, uh, with Zira. And, uh, in that cutscene, if you happen to be a Turkey, you are a Turkey in space talking to a Naru. And it is one of the greatest screenshots <laughs> ever taken. <laughs> Cause That's... literally all I hear from the other side of the room is why am I a freaking Turkey and screenshot noise. And then <laughs> sharing it later. <laughs> that reminds me of the fact that there's that object that can allow you to become like a, basically a copy of what someone else is. Yep. The uh, reflecting prism. I have it. And that's what led to me once being in a, in a, in a, a raid with me and like 24 turkeys. <laughs> Liz, how many times have I turned the entire raid into Raptors? Um, what about Moonkin? Have you done that one? The one you turn everybody into a Moonkin? Cause that one's, that one's gold. I, I should have, there is a toy where you turn it on and everyone around you turns into a Corgi. Uh-huh. It's just your, your own Corgi vision. That one's great. That's a great one to turn on in raids. Okay. But us now coming up with all this stuff, we're getting further and further away from like actually telling you news. Uh, in, uh, order to, in order to get the turkey for the shape, I'm going to try and give you guys a really fast and dirty thing. Here. You got to find a bountiful table, which is outside any of the major faction capitals and in Shatrath. Um, but if you go to the, Post battle for Lordaeron phase of Terrasval Glade, you're going to have to go talk to Zidormi and get yourself switched. And the same with with Darnar, Darnassus, you got to go talk to Zidormi in uh, Darkshore to so you can go over to Darnassus. Um, but you, you do that, you go find a bountiful table. There's a bunch of chairs. You can sit in the chairs. Each chair comes with you know five foods of the feast, which is turkey, cranberry sauce, pumpkin pie, stuffing, and sweet potatoes, which up here I think they call yams. I'm not honestly I can't yams. remember where it's it's yams down where you guys are or yams up here. But regardless, um, you basically have to go and eat all of them. You have to pass them all around because you have to every, you have to eat like all of the foods and the, yeah, you got to eat five of each food and that gives you the reputation bonus buff. And then you, I guess you get the Turkey. Honestly, I don't really understand this. Oh, you have to wait. You have to eat at least one more of each dish. Uh, after you eat five, you then have to go back and eat one more of each dish uh, and yeah, wow, this is really, really gluttonous, but regardless, <laughs> that's how you get the turkey shape. You go and you eat. I, so in a way you're eating a turkey to gain its power, which is the power to run around and go and people like a murloc. Murlocs and turkeys are Listen, related. Wow. I don't know if you've ever encountered, I'm sure you have, cause you're Matt and you always have weird animal stories, I, but like, if you've ever encountered a wild turkey, those things are scary, man, dude. Okay. We don't have time for this story. <laughs> but someday, oh someday on the pre-show, I will tell you guys the story. There's two stories. Uh, one is the day that the turkey got stolen from from, from Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, and the other is my father deciding we were going to raise emus. You told the I think you told the <laughs> emu one. Yeah. But but the, the emu one had many permutations. One of those permutations was somebody thought it would be good for the emu to get inside a pen with the chickens and turkeys. We're going to move on to another topic because I have a yes. feeling I know where that goes. <laughs> that doesn't go anywhere good. No. So, yes, but that's how you get yourself your turkey shape. Um, primal storms are still happening. That's over, I think, the same time. 27. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's going yeah. to end right when Dragonflight launches. So, if you haven't done any of those, we talked a lot about them during the pre show. But if you haven't done them yet, get on and do them. You can collect Transmog, you can get an heirloom trinket. 
which that one getting the trinket takes a bit of time. I finally yeah. got it, but it took a while. It comes down to like, did you, did you kill the right boss yet? And did he drop the thing for you? Yeah. You have to collect four things, one thing from each boss and it is not a guaranteed drop. So that can take uh, some time. Yeah. I've got like six of the, of the Rocky guys drop and <laughs> I need the storm drop still. I just can't get the storm drop. I just killed the storm one like three times today and nothing didn't drop at once. But on, mm. on the upside, if you have a bunch of ultra running through it, uh, it's a bind to account. So if you're yeah. going to run it on, if you're going to run it multiple times to get like your various characters, uh, you know, experience and, or uh, the primal essence things, then you'll have, you know, if, if it drops, if you get the different pieces on different characters, you can mail them all to one character and boom, make the trinket. Yeah. So, so there is that. Uh, I'm going to ask really quick before we move on to more stories, because we do have more stories. Um, do either of you like, have, have, I know Joe, you have not actually gotten to do this yet. Correct. correct? You have not I have not yet. Ones. Liz, have you been using it to level alts at all? Um, Some, but I get, you know, I get bored of it. Because it's you're sitting in a big crowd and you're like endlessly trying to kill things. Yeah. And it's just, it's so chaotic. There are so many players. There are so many mobs. And it's like sometimes you can't even find yourself on the screen because there's so much going on and you just get the message. You need to face your target. You need to face your target. And I'm like, I don't even know where I am. Which direction is my target in? Yeah. And if you're yeah. like, you're like tab targeting around to try and tag things. But there are so many things. So you'll tab target around and you'll get something like behind you. And it's just, I can only do this for so long. And I start going crazy and I go back to questing. Yeah. Like one of the things that I think it, it in one way, it is not as much fun as the Legion uh, pre-event was that the Legion pre-event like took over a zone and there was stuff going on in the zone. Like mm -hmm. you didn't just find spots and, and farm everybody affected by the magic doohickey and or fly to where the boss was going to spawn and just kill everything until the boss finally real came out and fought you. Uh, and he's standing there the whole time lecturing, like, he, you know, exhorting his minions to do more. And you're like, dude, you want him to do more. Why don't you come out and fight now? And then we won't have to kill all of them. So, yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, I love this thing because it's just such a rugby scrum and I can absolutely mm -hmm. throw all my characters through it once. Like I, I go through for one kill. And then I switch to the next character and do it again. Yeah. And it gets them like a level and a half, two levels. And also it gets you a bunch of those essences that you can then basically all mail to one central character who then when your next character hits 60 dispenses them, that character buys all the gear immediately. And then you're like, boom, done with that guy. Uh, now, now I work on the next one. So I like that aspect of it, but yeah, I, you're totally right about the, just sheer pile of people and stuff going on. And my God, some classes do a lot of effects. Yeah. Like, it's like, like every AOE in the game you can imagine is all happening all at once. Oh yeah, for sure. All the time. Yeah. Nonstop. It's, it is seriously like being on the floor of a really, really aggressive disco. <laughs> this dance club is going to kill everyone. It's that's what it's trying for. And then of course the bosses all have ground effect stuff too. Like mm -hmm. the fire one has that weird thing. It sweeps around and the, the water one is just throwing water everywhere. And the, the storm one is just whirlwinds, constant whirlwinds. And uh, I'm not sure what the rock guy is doing. Cause it's underneath everybody and you can't see it very well, but I think it's actually the old shaman earthquake animation, which might still be the shaman anim earthquake animation. I haven't seen it in a couple, a couple of these. I'd have to take well, a look, but yeah, it's, it's a bubbly rock thing happening. And of course, lots of knockbacks. I'm constantly getting knocked in the air. Uh, so yeah, it, it, it does. I, I don't recommend it for like 
long term. Like do it once or twice a day because it'll you get quests. The quest Kagar gives gives you extra um, essences, so it speeds up the whole process. And it's generally a good time, but not it's it, you're there for a good time, but don't be there for a long. <laughs> Just it is not something I'm doing all day. But yeah, that's over next week. Um, I should mention now we're going to move on to this one. We we just posted a, a post about it uh, at the time I had written this email. I hadn't we hadn't posted it yet, but uh, the Titan Rune Dungeons are now on the Wrath Classic PTR, and what they are is what was originally being called Heroic Plus Dungeons. It's kind of like a Mythic, but kind of not like a Mythic. Uh, Liz, did you edit it? Because I'm pretty sure you added in the information about this because I could not find it. Yeah, uh, well, they just they just did some more. They did another post about it today. Okay. Um, about what the uh, Titan runes would do. They did it. There was another post. Um, yeah, it's really interesting. It's a lot like Mythic Plus, except you don't have to deal with keystones. Just every dungeon has its own rune. So and faded? It has some, yeah. It has, well, it's not random like faded. It's like every dungeon has its own specific thing that's thematic to that dungeon. Like in Asjulna Rub, there's going to be more web things just Yay. all the time. And yeah, don't you love that? I mean, I'm sure you, yeah. Uh, I'm still like, I'm still cringing thinking about what it's going to be in Drakthiron. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> Drakthiron Keep, uh, Titan Rune Dungeon. What will this thing do? More dinosaurs, more plague, more dead people. I don't know. It's all going to be fantastic. But I do like the idea. Yeah, I think it's going to be really interesting and make gearing a lot more dynamic. I think it's overall a good thing. Yeah, Um briefly going to talk about like what it does in yeah, addition yeah. to making the dungeon harder like the, bo the boss there was there's going to be the various theme abilities uh the bosses and mobs get more health and do more damage there's also going to be a switch up in when this comes out which will be phase two of wrath classic the phase one dungeons and raids will be the, the way you remember them but when phase two rolls around all 10 man content from phase one so naxxramas 10 uh obsidian sanctum 10 and uh, I have Eternity 10. All the gear that drops in those raids will now be dropping in the various Titan Rune dungeons. When when you click, when the five of you come together and click on the thing to turn it into a Titan Rune dungeon, all the loot table changes to to drop those 10-man gears. Because 10-man dungeon, 10-man raids will no longer drop that gear. The, it will be dropping, the exact same gear that drops on 25 will now be dropping in 10 in phase two. So you can just go back and do Nax with 10 people and get geared up to, to basically the same level that people running 25 man did. I, I'm not, I, I, I like the idea, but I'm not entirely sure like exactly why they did it. Like I'm, I, I still look at this going, Hmm, I don't think I get it, but I think it's cool. Uh, what do you guys think? You, you raid more nowadays than I do. Do you think it's actually going to be useful for guilds? Granted that they're, they're still using 10 and 25 in, in wrath classic. I mean, yeah, I think this is going to keep dungeons relevant throughout. And it'll mean, I mean, you have this in your post that it means that smaller groups who are doing 10-man content will be able to get that 25-man gear. So even when we go into phase two and we've got Ulduar, we're going to still, there's still reasons to go back and run older content. And if you were behind the curve, if you didn't have a big enough group, if you weren't like powerful enough to go and do 25-man next Ramas or even 10-man next Ramas, you can go in and get that gear. Yeah, because you'll have you, know, you and your your other four friends can go and get the gear that dropped in the the first week or so of the first phase of raiding. So yeah, that, that is pretty cool. I I agree with that. Um, I wanted to mention this one because it's actually kind of a a two four here. 
Blizzard, I don't know if you guys knew this, but when the Drakthir Evoker came out, uh, they didn't have certain things on the loot table f- dropping for Drakthir. That, that a was res- a fun bug. Yeah, that was a, a fun bug. As a result, when the Drakthir went and did world bosses, like say in, in Missa Pandaria or Warlords of Draenor, there was nothing keyed for them on those bosses. Except? Except the thing that was dropping for everybody and didn't have any restrictions, namely the mounts. So suddenly, if the Drakthir killed the killed one of those guys, if it dropped anything, it dropped a mount because that was the only thing it could drop for them. So it didn't weren't guaranteed a mount, but your chance was a lot higher. Blizzard, of course, fixed this, but since this, it's kind of like put, fixing the the barn after the horse has kicked its way out and <laughs> run screaming into the woods, going, "I'm gonna get me a mount." They have now raised the drop rates on. Uh, pretty much every world boss from Missa Pandaria and Warlords of Draenor for everybody. So you have a much increased chance of getting those mounts. If you go kill those things, please stay to the end of the podcast. I see you firing up world of Warcraft right now. Go <laughs> ahead, but please at least wait till the end of the podcast. We've got other stuff to talk about. The mounts will still be there, but yeah, if you decide I've, I've always wanted to get that mount off of uh, Galleon in, in the, uh, like, what is that in Missa Pandaria? I can never remember the name of that zone. It's the one with like, all the farms, and it's right above the the Crassarang Wastes. Wow! Now that you've said that, my I'm completely, completely four winds. Blanking. Something of the four winds. Valley of the four valley winds. of the four winds. Yeah, the four winds. Valley of the four winds. Galleons mm-hmm. wandering around there. There's the various Shah. You can go kill them. Uh, I forget what the one. I think it's the bird one, like the big flaming bird in uh, in Warlords of Draenor. You can go kill him for basically himself. You can ride him after you kill him. But yeah, that all these various world world bosses with mount drops in those two expansions now have a very very much increased chance of dropping those mounts, which I think is great. Uh, I think it's a cool way to basically respond to the irritation some people felt at losing their chance to get them. So yeah, uh, I think that's good. That's pretty much all I got to say on that one. You guys have anything to say on it? Other than maybe no. you've already left and are, are currently <laughs> going to go farm them? Nope, nothing to add. Alrighty. Um, I don't know anything about this this find your own dragon game that blizzard's got going on it's another augmented reality thing i i don't understand it but it exists so here i am mentioning it uh um, yeah if you if you haven't done it before there's a whole ar dragon thing that you can do and bring dragons into your life because we do i i think dragons are pretty great it's kind of like back like when when people would take pictures of themselves with pikachu from pokemon go <laughs> Except with dragons, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and then have more dragons. Always a good thing. Yeah, but you know, there, it exists. If you want to do that, that's there. It is. You can do it. Um, I think that pretty much does us for news. It doesn't. Do 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 do. Yeah, yeah, pretty much it does. Um, the we did the Twitch drops. Yeah, we did that. Did Overwatch too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We did. Okay. Uh, then we're gonna try to get some get to some emails. Um. Why am I freezing up on this? I've done this literally hundreds <laughs> of times. My God, brain! It's it's been a week. I have an eye doctor's thing tomorrow. I you know, I don't know if anyone slept. It just it's just been kind of a thing. But if you have a question for the show, uh, you can first off you can email it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com with the subject line podcast or Blizzard Watch, uh, so we know it's for this show and not for the other. I think we do three hundred and seven other podcasts, so not for any of those. Um, if you don't want to do that, maybe you don't like email. You, you no longer use email. Uh, your email server currently has a GRU. I don't know. But for whatever reason, you don't want to use email. 
So you can go to our Discord, and we have two channels. One is the Patreon Q and Podcast Questions channel for patrons, because you guys make this all possible, and we'd like to give you as much back as we can, because you know we we're like sweet like that. We're good people. Uh, also, there's the Q and Podcast Questions channel for non-patrons, because even if you can't afford to be a patron, and we really appreciate it if you can, but there's always reasons why you can't. Uh, you know, life life is a highway. Uh, I'm going to ride it all night long. What the heck is wrong with me today? Um, Seriously, though, life is hard and stuff happens and you can't always support. So you can do stuff like ask us questions in the non-Patreon Q and Podcast Questions channel because that still helps. And you can tell other people, hey, you should go ask them questions because that also helps. And you can tell people about our podcast. That also helps. These are all good things. Um, usually we do some kind of weird thing where I come up with something on the spur of the moment to make these guys read emails and so forth. <laughs> but I don't want to do that to this, to the guys this week. We're, we're having American Thanksgiving next week. So, um, uh, this, no, it's this week. This it's this week. week. Yeah, it is. It is. It's indeed I'm this actually, week. I'm confusing American Thanksgiving with the Dragonflight launch. <laughs> it's uh, the same it's holiday, tough. right? It's tough. <laughs> it's like, no, Matt, it's not turkey flight. Oh, anyway, um, I'm just going to read these. So. Hey. Hello, Liz, Matt, and Joe. With the recent Winds of Wisdom XP buff, I decided to finish earning the Heritage Armor on all of my allied races. <laughs> Unfortunately, the buff expired when I had one more to go. I began thinking about how nice it would be to have a permanent Winds of Wisdom XP buff considering I've leveled over 20 alts at this point. Would you be in favor of being able to earn a permanent buff like this? If so, what would you lock it behind? Number of characters at max level? Having an active sub for a minimum time? Purchasing purchasable in the store? I'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, thanks for the hours of entertainment. Bitterleaf, High Mountain Druid on Trollbane. Which one of you guys wants to go first? Silence. Silence ensues. Fine, it's you, Liz. You um, talked. You broke. Yes. You broke first, you go. <laughs> Ah, uh, I mean, I I think in this last patch of Blizzard retuned experience, so it's a lot lower. It's about 25% lower. It's just, it's actually really fast to level. And I think because they've retuned this, we are really unlikely to get more, more leveling buffs like Winds of Wisdom. I mean, they always roll out Winds of Wisdom kind of at the end of the expansion. That's pretty common, but I don't think they're going to... I think it's really unlikely to roll out anything permanent because leveling is a lot faster now. Even if you missed Winds of Wisdom, it's pretty fast to level. Yeah, I think it's something like below level 50, it's 66% of what it was before to level a character from like one level to the next. So like, for instance, if you're level 33, it takes you like only 66% of the XP it would have taken before to get to level 40 or something. Uh, it's, yeah. And then when you hit 50, it drops it drops down to 25 percent. i think it's like 22 percent at 50 and it's 26 percent at 59 so it's it's almost un unnecessary to to have wins of wisdom yeah that's kind of my stance on it too like I, I think with everything that they've done for you know speed of play and we talked about this a couple of podcasts ago where like they've really given you a bunch of tools to allow you to uh, you know, speed your way through it. They've kind of already given permanent buffs to to your leveling experience in the forms of like heirloom gear and things like that. Where, like, yeah, you can go earn those those items, and they they help you with the leveling process. They help streamline it, and it may not seem like it, but think about how much if you have a max level set of of heirloom gear, you don't have to worry about spending time picking up items or like gearing your character, making sure you don't have you don't fall so far behind that you you know, can't keep up or with the content, et cetera, et cetera. And like Liz po pointed out, 
they've made the process so so much more streamlined than it's ever been before that I don't think it's necessary. Like I think I think they've they've kind of done what they need to do for it, and they want you to get because they want you to get to that end game. Right. They want you to experience what it is at max level. They want you to experience the current content, uh, the current the current expansion. They want you to get there, uh, but they also don't want you to just skip everything else that came before it. So, like, yeah, and the thing about this, too, um, to, to kind of dovetail off what you're saying, if you have a permanent Winds of Wisdom XP buff that people can earn, now they are going to have to earn it. I mean, they're, and they're going to feel forced into it. You can say, oh, but you're not forced to do it. You just, you know, you can choose to. People always feel forced to do something if it gives a a distinct and noticeable advantage, uh, and that's what this would do. Uh, it just there's no way around it. I think if they were going to add a buff like that, they'd be most likely to add it back to heirlooms because heirlooms are a system we already have, a system people have already been earning gear in, and it wouldn't be too too burdensome to do it. Yeah, and but plus, I, yeah, yeah, absolutely, and plus, it, people are familiar with it. Yeah. But I don't think they're going to. I think Joe's on the money that they basically, they want you to do this stuff, but they don't want you to do it at the expense of stuff that we already had. Mm -hmm. They they want people to, they've already made it so you can skip everything, but like one expansion, you know, like you don't have to do Shadowlands anymore at all. You can, if you've got a level 37 character, you can pop that level 37 character into any previous expansion and skip everything. Like you will not, you won't even see Battle for Azeroth at this. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't think that they're gonna they're gonna do this one. Uh, either you got anything else on this? No. Uh, I should notice that leveling in Shadowlands is still a little buggy. If you're leveling in any other expansion, you will still get Darien Morgrain yelling at you to come and find out the fate of your leaders, and it's <laughs> it's it's gotten really tiresome. Uh, I started getting after the patch. I started getting that message on my hunter when they were only like level 32 and it's like hey i'm i'm doing chromie time over here in wrath of the lich king i'm not just going to shadowlands now and of course that is a quest that is automatically given to you no matter you where in the world you are yeah. you cannot decline it and if you drop it you will get it again mm-hmm. endlessly so it's like you ignore it but also at the same time it's like why do i have to do this and i actually finally gave up and went and did the first quest on my warrior because I was just tired of having this in my log and I couldn't drop it. I'm just going to do the quest. So I did, and then I left Shadowlands because I didn't want to be in Shadowlands. And then I started getting a quest from Talonara telling me to, oh, come to Shadowlands. You need to pick your covenant, I guess. Probably that. And I'm like, no, I didn't want to. I'm trying to skip this, and it's another quest that you get anywhere and you can't drop. Yeah, it is kind of annoying. So yeah. It's, I mean, it's just, it's just a little thing. And it's like this, uh, it's very much the, it's this expansion citizens of Dalaran. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But all right, we're going to move on to the next one. Uh, this one's from six K. Hey, six K question for the podcast, uh, with blizzard moving away from gender tropes and allowing players to customize their characters by body types and evokers even more. So is it also the time to let the worgen pick their form, regardless of human gender stature as well? Um, going to throw that one to Joe. I mean, I guess the question is, what do you mean by worgen form? Do you mean like the you're talking about when they transform from human to worgen? I guess that would be the. I guess we'll assume that. Yeah, j- just assume that because I, mean, I don't have any other clarify. Why not? Like it doesn't hurt anything, and I, I think I'm always a person that I, while I understand the enormous undertaking, coding and making those changes are, 
I will always advocate for more options because more options are more good. Um, but like giving giving something like that and, and seeing if that's something that is viable, I think would be pretty neat. I think a lot of people would really appreciate it. Uh, and I think that it would be something that I think uh, it's not like a little appreciation either. I think a lot of people would really, truly uh, enjoy that if that was a thing that they could they could do. So, yeah, I'd say it's I say it's time to start looking at, at things like that. Liz? I mean, the fact that they've already done this for uh, drag theater, it seems like, yeah, let's expand that where it's where it's applicable, where you have different forms like that. It is kind of weird that, I mean, I don't know if you've seen wolves. I mean, obviously you have, but they don't have a lot of very obvious sexual dimorphism. Like a, yeah. a female wolf and a male wolf, you, you're not unless you go and look in a certain place, you're not going to immediately know. Like, um, oh, this thing is chewing my throat out. It's it's a girl. Like, no. Or also, they don't attack people that much either. But yeah, so I always thought that was a little weird that the female worgen are all like you know, like the 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 head very gracile with the huge like eyeshadowy eyes, and I'm like, it should just look like the other one. Mm, <laughs> there's, yeah. there's not much reason they don't just just look like that. There's, why would you not? I hear Joe making noise. I was going to say, it, just, it reminds me of how, uh, I think it's, um, I want to say it was like Marcus Heights or something like that. Um, but there was a, a, a fantasy series of books uh, called The Dwarves, or basically, or Dwarves, the Dwarf series, where that's exactly how they describe dwarves. There's literally, like, the difference between the two is how fluffy their beard is, essentially. Like, Well, I mean, that's, that's what uh, Tolkien hinted at, and it's what... Um, Oh, bloody heck, I cannot remember his name, and he's one of the most famous fantasy writers of the past, like, hundred years. Discworld guy. Oh, Terry Pratchett. Terry Pratchett. Thank you, Terry Pratchett. Yeah. Terry Pratchett does the exact same thing with his doors. But I'm just saying, like, it's, 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 it's a, there's already a precedent for it, is all I'm saying. Like, just, just let people make choices. Honestly, I would like it if you could do it with people who weren't Worgen. Like, I would love to play, like, a, you know, you have a female Draenei who basically has the male Draenei body plan. Why not? Mm-hmm. Why, why, you, I've... I have been on the internet long enough to know that there are some really jacked buff women out there who, who look very wide and there are some slender dudes. Like I remember, I think I was responding to a queue last week or maybe even Monday where someone was complaining that um, the Drakthir, all the uh, Drakthir visage forms look like blood elves and there's no masculine option. I'm like, that's just ridiculous. Just because somebody is, is felt doesn't mean they're not masculine. Mikhail Barishnikov was masculine. There was almost nothing feminine about Mikhail Baryshnikov. Just because he was a, a ballet dancer didn't make him effeminate. Bruce Lee was 5'8 and weighed a buck 30. I, I guarantee you that you know he was a skinny beanpole of a human being, but very muscular, and there's nothing wrong with that. We, we need to get over this idea that, you know, big dude with no neck is masculine, you know, tiny stick figure with like, you know, cartoonishly enlarged uh, secondary sex characteristics is feminine. It, it, it's, it's silly. Um, it sh- I, I would like it if we had more body types for everybody. Like right now there's just two up there. I would like there to be like, f- like six and that they'd all be differently designed. And yes, we know this would be a massive amount of work. I'm not arguing that world of world of Warcraft doesn't do this. They're all bad people. I'm just saying that if I had my druthers, there'd be more options as to that kind of thing. You could have different different body types and still be a member. Like I'd love to see some swole elves. I'd like to see that one spindly or orc that nobody like, believes exists. <laughs> it's like, hi, hey, I'm I'm Greep Throw, like the axe master, but you're like 
you're like, what? Like, are you are you a goblin in like a trench coat? Like, no, <laughs> I'm actually an orc. That was insulting, by the way. You know, I just yeah, I, I would like to see more of it. Quite frankly, anybody else got anything else to say, Liz? Yeah. All righty then. We're gonna go into this one. Greetings, watchers. This one, I'm sorry, Liz, you're probably not going to be interested. Uh, we've seen lots of strange ores in WoW, which are potent or have weird effects, but we generally know what they are or where they come from. Saranite is the blood of Yag-Saron. Uh, Azerite is the blood of Azeroth. Fell iron is regular iron infused by fell, etc. But I got thinking, what's the deal with Kajamite? It has some pretty strange effects. It boosts intelligence, causes hallucinations, and thanks to Mimiron, has been used to uplift and evolve the entire goblin and hobgoblin race. As far as I know, however, we don't actually know how it came to be or why it's so potent. What's its deal? Katsushiro. Well, Katsushiro, I'm going to turn to Joe. <laughs> because uh, again, we, we, did an entire, we did an entire lore watch on this while I am still around. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kaza, the, 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 I always want to call it Vegemite. I'm sorry. Uh, Kajamite is for as near Kajamite sandwich as near as we can tell uh, is essentially Azerite. It's it has the same properties in a lot of regards. Uh, it boosts intelligence. It can cause hallucinations or visions. Uh, it has been used to uplift and evolve the entire goblin or in this case hobgoblin race. Uh, sounds very familiar to like we literally just talked about how trolls became elves and uh, how uh, Murlocs became Jin Yu and uh, you know Pandarans evolved and, and everything else basically by exposure to Titan blood and and um, an or like concentrated order magic. Uh, so yeah, like it's it's a near as we can tell because they're underground. They may have quite literally tapped a vein. I mean, there's also the possibility that it's the same kind of thing, but instead of like Titan stuff, or it could be old God, old God stuff. Yep. Yeah. Just because it's more chaotic. And there is some there, cause there is some, or it could be the molding of the two. And so here's a, here's an interesting thing, right? And we just talked about this a little bit on, on Sunday. There is now in mild spoilers, I guess, and I'm not going to get into a big lore thing. Cause you know, it's not the lore podcast. We know that old gods can corrupt order magic in a certain regard. We know that if there is a, let's say, a well of eternity, maybe it's just a font of pure well uh, or a well of pure order distilled into magic waters that you're going to use to say, I don't know, uplift dragons from their proto drake form into, I don't know, dragon flights. Weird example. You know, nothing. No, this has never been done before, <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, but then you find out that, you know, Yog saran has decided to dip his tentacle nature into said pool, corrupt it, and then your first experiment tries to eat the world while, you know, spewing undead dragons in its wake and then have to be taken down. Uh, this is one crazy example. Great. Good. Go, totally, totally off the wall theory, you know, but it, there's a lot of, but there is a lot of similarity there and it could, it, this could be also because we don't know what happens or how they purified it. And we know the Titans were experimenting with old Gotti bits. This could be a fallout of the combination of the two. This could be what happened when they pulled up uh Yashiraj from uh, that, the gaping wound that became uh, the well of eternity uh, instead of being the well of eternity and anything that maybe flew off into the, the you know sunset because it's a titan ripping something out of another titan uh bits and pieces of it probably went flying across the world well we actually know that they did we know uh, because they yeah. were found some uh, of them were yeah some i'm not saying all of them but we know that because there's literally a the big the heart of yashraj was literally found and buried in pandaria because we're like we don't know what to do with this thing so we're just going to stick it in a vault 
and stick it underground. That that'll that'll take care of it. Nothing bad ever happens as sticking evil things underground. But that's the good. That takes care of it. That takes absolutely care of it, right, Neltharian? Yes, it does take care of it. <laughs> Sorry. But I mean, the, just the point stands, right? Like it's just yeah, one of those absolutely. things. Like it, it seems very, very similar to it. And I would not be surprised if later on we find out that casual might is what happens when old Gotti bits collide with uh, blood of Azeroth and you get a really chaotic uh, amplification system of magic. Yeah, it is entirely possible. Plus, I mean, it could just be the, the way they're using it because most people don't drink Azerite, but the goblins made soda out of Kajamite. They did. So, so they're goblins are really willing to just put the stuff right into their veins. They, they, it's it's actually kind of terrifying how often goblin technology is just inject me with something. It's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I think that pretty much answers your question. Um, this last one, I I don't know who this is for, but <sighs> hello, watchers. Here are some portmanteaus for potential Warcraft ships for you. Uh, ships in this case mean relationships and not just boats. I oh, ship boy. it. Yeah. I, I, I honestly, I wouldn't mind seeing the Warcraft equivalent of Bodhi McBoatface, but that's not what we got going on. Uh, Rathion slash Anduin could be Rathduin or Anion. Oh, no. Uh, Anion sounds like, like some of the stuff I'm on to keep from dying, so no. Jared slash Chandris could be Jandra, Jardris or Chandrid. Mayev and Illidan, Iliev, <laughs> Ma- Mayadan, uh, Flynn Fairweather, uh, Matthias Shaw, Flyshaw, Matwind. Flinthys Matwind sounds like a band I might start. Uh, <laughs> if Rathian turned himself into a Torin rather than a human, do you think he'd use the surname Ebonhorn? Have we been given a name for him in his human form, or is he just Rathian? I nominate Rafe Prestor uh, for his alias. Finally, you talk some time about the ages of Azeroth. Having difficulty communicating with Magni brought to mind the idea of the game Mysterium, with Azeroth playing the ghost, trying to communicate with the living. If you've ever played it, it can be incredibly frustrating watching people misinterpret your clues and mm-hmm. talk themselves out of the right answers. The idea of the giant, all-powerful world soul trying to communicate similarly just made me laugh. Thanks for all your hard work. Uh, Sakuramu, yep. Torin Priest on Earth and Ring. That's a great name for a Torin We've, Priest. We, we, have, we have had questions from Sakuramu before, and I, <laughs> I appreciate them. <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing French and Duolingo, so I'm I'm always trying to pronounce things properly, and I'm always failing. But uh, I'm not sure like what this question slash series of statements needs from us. But well, I'll, the ship I'll, let's, let's the ship out. thing the ship thing is just a ship thing, right? Like, unless you guys have yeah. any opinions on that, uh, I just think that I think that we've gotten. Uh, I'm going to throw this one in a direction that I know Liz is interested in. Uh. We we know that during the three year gap that. Uh, so Thalysra and and uh, Elfie make always upset man. Lothera. Uh, yeah, Lothera. They, they got married. And a lot of people are upset because they didn't get to go to the wedding. Christy Golden just wrote a story. I mean, she, I, she, I don't know when she wrote it, but it was just released. Basically about the Rathion over the, the period of time that this all is all happening. And it's got scenes from the wedding in it. And I, 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 f- I feel like that one is, is one that people are going to be talking about a lot. I, I can't help but notice we don't have the Mela Bane one in here. And I honestly feel kind of bad. Sometimes I feel bad about the Mela Bane one because it's like, couldn't they just be friends? 
Like, not that I don't want Bane to be happy, but there there could be other Torrin characters. You don't need to just have, well, the one woman and the one man we're going to let. You could have multiple Torrin have relationships, guys, or not. I don't know. i just saying, but I do like Mela Bane. I think they're, they're a pretty cool couple. Um, I mean, they, they did go to the wedding together. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. So, honestly, I'm going to throw this to, shouldn't World of Warcraft have a lot more of these? And shouldn't we get to see more of them? Like I've been seeing the the Flynn Fairwind and Matthias Shaw stuff is mostly happening in books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been seeing Shaw all over Stormwind. I don't see, like, I don't know what he would do. Like hold up his hand and go look at my ring, but he could, <laughs> or just, you know, I have a boyfriend now champion. <laughs> like, um, that's kind of weird to just tell me that. <laughs> yes. Well, if I don't, apparently it's never going to come up. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll just take I'll take you off of my list of guys I thought were hot. Um, no, you can still think I'm hot. Look at this mustache. I'm great. But uh, Flynn Fairwind I, and Matthias Shaw, I would like to see more of, um, quite frankly. So what, what Steve Danoser said about weddings was that weddings are not good MMO content. And I just, I beg to differ. You know, I think it's been a long couple of years in Shadowlands. We've been hanging out in the land of the dead with... Uh, it's been terrible. Everything about this has been terrible. And, you know, it's it's been a couple of hard years in real life, too. And we deserve to go to a wedding. We deserve bluff. We deserve cakes. We deserve dancing. And, like, nothing bad is happening at all. We're just going to the wedding. We're going to enjoy ourselves. And we're going to ask a handsome wizard to dance. And it's going to be excellent. I just, I want this. I want this in my game. I am tired of the world ending. I am tired of bad things happening all the time. Give us this. Give us something good. Let us go to this wedding. Everyone, everyone went to this wedding except us. Let us have this. Yeah, I I will say this. I don't think that's too big of an ask. Please. Uh, I will say this. I think that if if you're afraid that it will be too boring for people who aren't particularly the type of people who would love to go to that kind of thing. There's a comic book called Fantastic Four number 50. I'm sure Joe knows what happened. Mr. Fantastic, Reed Richards, and Susan Storm, uh, the invisible girl at the time, now the invisible woman, were getting married. Mm-hmm. And every superhero in the world basically didn't go to the wedding so that they could protect the wedding and give everybody like the heads up that if you come and try to crash this wedding, yes, Doom, I'm looking at you. We will kick you in the face. Just leave it alone. Go rob a bank or something. Come back next week. You can try to kill the Fantastic Four then. Then they'll deal with you. But this time, this Sunday, while they're at that they're at that altar, you better not come anywhere near this freaking place. And that would be cool. Imagine if like, you know, if like some monsters tried to rock up on the Thalysra Lorthamar thing and there's just like everybody, like all these adventurers just standing there going, no, turn around, go back. <laughs> Walk back in your hole, pull the hole in over you, and think about the mistake you're about to make because we will hurt you. I've personally kicked death in the ghoulies several times now. So that would be my suggestion. For people who don't actually want to go to the wedding, you could have that. You could have the adventurers, meanwhile, just go around beating everybody up so that they know not to bother people at the wedding. Um, but uh, Joe, you got anything? Or but you, you could. Gonna, no, let, let, let Joe talk and then you can come back. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean I I'm all about weddings. I think that it, I liked the uh the Wildhammer wedding quest stuff. I know a lot of people didn't. I enjoyed it. We could totally like I like the idea of what you're saying though, like Matt, where you have like two options. 
go and be an attendee at the wedding or go and defend the wedding. And if you don't want to be part of the wedding, you know, and, and, you know, have that, that, you know, blessed RP experience or whatever it is, then you can just go and kick some baddies in the, the ghoulies. The Twilight so. Hammer are like, oh God, why did we even think we should attack this? I don't even know Lorthamar. It's a wedding. They won't <laughs> expect it. Why is there an army here? But you, so. guys, you, but you could also, you could also do, oh, they're going to infiltrate the wedding and assassinate someone. And you could like do this whole sort of spy thing, tracking down the infiltrators. We've done things like that before. We also have had the Ember Court in Shadowlands. You could take that and just the quest is throwing a really great party. We've already been doing that in Shadowlands. You could retheme it and add some stuff. I think there is great gameplay to be had. Steve, so, you never should have told her it was a bad idea. because now Yes, you should not have started this. I already <laughs> have the post in my head. I have the article in my head that is 100 great wedding-themed quests that could be in World of Warcraft right now if Blizzard truly loved us. I just no, I, no. I'm looking forward to when, like you know, we find out that um, Iranaya and Tyr were dating. <laughs> Would that be Tyranaya? Ira ear? No, I, 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 I it, it's it's Tyr, Iranaya, and Archimedes were a thruple. That's fine. Archimedes, Archimedes, not Archimedes. <laughs> yep, sorry. Okay, this is like oh, no one ever remembers my name. I just got done watching the uh, the, the the Disney uh, the, the Sword in the Stones. I'm sorry. That's fine. Uh, but yeah, um, I think basically what we're saying is sure, more ships are better. Have more of them. We're we're totally down with as many ships as you want to have. We should probably Rathion, answer. We should probably answer the actual questions that were asked. Though. Well, we don't. How much time we got? Uh, yeah, we got a minute. Um, do, 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 do. that's just a ghost thing. What do we think he'd use the surname Ebonhorn? I don't know. I do like the idea that Rathion and Ebonhorn do seem to think of each other as, as family. And that's great. I'm totally down for that. I think Rathion likes being Rathion though. I, he is like Prince or Bono. You just call him one thing, Rathion. You know who Rathion is. He doesn't really need a human form name because he's not trying to pretend to be anybody else. That That right there. Now, he shows up in Stormwind. Yes, he turned himself into a handsome, handsome man, but that's just because, well, let's be honest, he's trying to impress Anduin. <laughs> and quite frankly, I don't know why he didn't get to have a marriage. Uh, but regardless, I, you know, his his um his boo was off having an emo explosion, and it's understandable. Land of death, horrible things happened. But Rathion, you can tell, is a little tense, and I don't think he wants to pretend to be somebody less fantastic than he actually is. Um I mean, this is a guy who, when when the avatar, the the primal incarnate, escapes from its you know twenty thousand year banishment and tries to destroy everything, Rathion jumps right at her, and he's like five. Like seriously, Rathion does not lack for confidence. I don't think he feels the need to pretend to be anybody. You know, if you don't know who he is, that's your problem. Yeah, he, and he's not. He doesn't have to hide in plain sight. Like dragons were hiding in plain sight to observe us for a long time. Right. And even Ebonhorn was doing that for for a while. Um, Yeah. But like now he doesn't really need to anymore. Dragons, I don't think, need to have, uh, you know, a press store like Elias anymore. And if they do, you should probably be concerned. Yeah, because if they're trying to pretend to be normal humans or elves or whatever, then they're probably up to something. 
Whereas if they're just, I'm just taking this form so you don't poop yourself when I show up because I'm, I'm a 300 foot tall dragon. So yeah, you probably wouldn't like the experience. So yeah, here I'm gonna, I'm gonna pretend to be Martin Sheen for a while. That's fun. I know he's not Martin Sheen anymore. He's sad about it. No Storm Moon, not Martin Sheen is. Not that the new actor isn't good, but regardless, yeah, I don't think Rathion needs a, a, an alias. Liz, do you agree or disagree? No, I, I think y'all hit the nail on the head. Rathion is Rathion, and he is proud to be what he is. He doesn't need anything else. He's good. And with that, uh, wow, right on the line. Oh, and two, by that, I mean two minutes over. Uh, Going to do the thing we usually do here, but that, that means I have to get Joe to do the thing he usually does, so tap. All right. Well, Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash Blizzard Watch. Your continued support means this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, better chance of having your question answered on our podcast or the queue, and an ads-free site experience. Thank you, Joe. Special thanks to Liz for talking about the wedding thing, because I do think that's a good idea, by the way. Uh, And thanks to all of you for being here with us. This has been the Blizzard Watch Podcast. Thank you, guys. If you have an email for the show, you can send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com, or you can go to our Discord server, either the Patron Q and Podcast Questions channel for patrons, or the Q and Podcast Questions channel for non-patrons, and ask a question there. We like that, too. We actually answered all four questions this week, so I'm real proud of us. We And we talked about a lot of news, too. So good on us. That was a good good thing we did, doing the thing that we do every, every week. Wow, I don't feel as proud now that I said it that way. Anyway, <laughs> this has been the Blizzard Watch Podcast. Thank you guys so much for being with us, and we'll be back next week. Are we going to be back next week? I just want to make sure. I don't see why we yeah. wouldn't be. Okay, because yeah. the, thing, the thing is literally dropping the day before. Uh, some people might. I, in the past, I have known people who are like, I'm taking the day off. So I just want to make sure we're all going to be no, here no, next no. week. We're, we're going to be here. We're going to have stuff to talk about. I mean, unless you're, unless you're planning to like a, like remove me or something, Matt. Like, are you in my bushes again? Are you no, hiding no. in there again? It's it's cold. Come inside, Matt. <laughs> Joe, I'm legally blind. And I live a, thou- a couple thousand miles away from you. There ain't no way I'm walking all the way to your house. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you very much, everybody. <laughs>